to Gear and Beer. Cheers. Welcome, my guest, Saul Philcox Littlefield. Hey, y'all. Uh, guitar player and human extraordinaire. Thank you for coming, man. Oh, I appreciate right. Thank it. Thank you for having me, man. This is my pleasure. super exciting. Um, I, if I don't know, I always like to ask, like, where were you born? Obviously, you were not born in America. No, no. Um, England, the UK, Norfolk County. Norfolk Southeast, County? Southeast, kind of. Little, little coastal town down there. That's dope. Yeah, yeah um, be good. We've had them from all over the place. Um, so we were, we were talking downstairs uh, about a crazy experience you had. Yeah. I've been nipping, uh, wait, chomping at the bit, not nipping at the bud. That's a different phrase. Uh, I've been chomping at the bit to hear this story. So nah, I've been dying to tell this story. It was... Um, <laughs> It's pretty legendary. It's kind of like the perfect day to have. You know, the guys I was working with today were saying, "Like, man, you're gonna be, you're gonna be telling this story for thirty years." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." So, uh, starts off. You know, I I woke up super early. Um, I quit drinking a couple months ago, and it's kind of gotten me on this dad kick where I'm like waking up at like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just. 6 30 7 o'clock in the morning it's you know it's been cool i've been getting to do shit work on overdubs and, yeah totally yeah it's, you know, it's just been it's kind of where i'm at right now and i'm, I'm digging it um that's dope my props. girlfriend was like um do you want to come cook breakfast i got eggs and bacon and stuff i was like that's awesome you know i gotta be at soundstage at like 10 o'clock so i pack i grab a bunch of strings and stuff and i'm like well it's awesome i got my cartage there i'm gonna go have breakfast get there like an hour early change some strings and kind of just hang out and do that whole thing and drink some coffee and enjoy my morning yeah yeah so i went over to my girlfriend's place parked outside and she's over like on belmont boulevard which i uh convinced her was uh, just recently it was oh this, this is an awesome place for a young girl to move it's really safe it's really nice you know it's not congested it's like a, you know a lovely neighborhood i, used, sure, I sure. lived there years ago it's great and she got a great apartment in this building that i heard Jimi hendrix lived in actually that's, oh, for that's real? another story i don't know too much about but someone told me that the other day it's I a, want to yeah, look into that beautiful old historic apartment building on belmont anyway i park my car we go up have some breakfast for like 30 minutes i come back down and i head to the studio just up the street the sound stage and i'm about to unload and i look in the back and two of my guitar cases are missing like two of my double bags like i got some two of those reunion blues yeah shout out to those guys by the way because they're awesome um two yeah two of those that i carry all like i bring all i keep all my nice stuff at home and then if it's you know depending on the session i'll, I'll bring some of my nice shit because it just stays with me and I, sure. I, I carry it in and no one else has to touch it and larry my cartage guy he just deals with the cheap stuff that's the utility instruments and all all that stuff and the pedal boards and stuff that anyway it's just a system i have amp, i would assume amp rack yeah yeah too. all yeah, that yeah. stuff it's protected but as far as instruments yeah, go yeah it's sort of yeah i feel like most guys are like that you keep your prized possessions at home and they just you know they live with you at all times anyway these two cases are missing and I'm just freaking out. I'm just like, man, I'm, am I an idiot? Did I just lean them up against my wall before I left my house? And, and I never put them in the car, and they just never made it. And I'm like, fuck. So I drive back to my house like 10 minutes away. They're not at my house. I'm texting all my neighbors, and they've, they've all left for work and stuff around the same time. And I'm like, hey, did you guys happen to see anything? Like, cases laying out. 
They were like, no. I'm, I'm like getting my heart rate is increasing. Dude, this and at this point, this is where it's like, this is where it's setting in. I'm realizing, no, I I put them in the, I remember. I was like, I stacked them this this way, like sure, such sure. and such. I was like, these motherfuckers are gone. I was like, they're, they're straight up gone. And I'm like, I don't think I left my car unlocked, but also it was just, you know, hungry early morning just you know it's my girlfriend's apartment safe neighborhood i yeah maybe i just didn't hit the clicker on my way back to the car but i'm still thinking this is like just an improbable impossibility it just doesn't make sense for uh, but there was stuff left in the car too yeah the, all the yeah there was like uh, there was like three more cases there was one that had like my 56 telly and my 1973-55 and then my Gretsch was and it was all there a trunk full of amps and pedal board and everything it was all still there nothing had been tossed around or anything and I start putting the pieces together I'm just like man like the only thing I can think of is I somehow left it unlocked someone just some opportunist happened to walk by in that 30 minute window and see all the shit there and just realize grab it probably on foot you know what i mean like just grab the stuff exactly with shoulder straps and make off with it and i'm just like i'm ruined at this point so i get back to the studio if you're watching fuck you yeah for real (laughs) um it's this yeah this this gets good um pardon my language sorry yeah no it's for real i get the studio rob mcnally's on the session too i get there i'm just like freaking out i'm just like dude i just i think i just got ripped off i think i just had two guitar bags stolen and he's like you know man like fuck that's awful i tell him what happened and i'm like anyway you know we're about to start this this record and and just you know everyone's excited about i'm like okay there's nothing i can do right now not gonna ruin let it ruin the session i just hope i can play without thinking about this i'm texting my girlfriend you know she was a sweetheart she was like i'll do everything i can she was like i'll cancel my meetings i'll go knock on doors go see if anyone in my neighborhood has a ring camera or just ask around and oh, stuff like yeah. that now i was like thank you that's the only thing that really can be done right now because it's like you know we're on a master session i can't like go take a break and go make a police report or anything it's like that's, that shit can take hours sure, and i'm just sure. literally just at the mercy of just like what could possibly happen so we're literally just listening down to the first song we're making charts and stuff and i'm so, just so what was missing um what, what so the, what, the, here's what was missing my uh 1963 uh an sg special that's all original that i've only had for you know less less than a year or so one of my favorites um, my Dusenberg star player is another one I've only had for like a year or so, one of my favorites. A parts telly baritone that I put together of stuff that's uh, some of the parts on there was shit that I'd had for forever. And I just, you know, I love the guitar. And then, sure. and then the worst one was this custom shop SG that I just bought off Derek Wells like a week ago. Like this beautiful one off SG that was made for Rumble Seed or something. Um, some years ago and he got it and he sold it to me and it's a one-off and it's i'm paying him off like you know in installments because it's it was so nice that i just had to have it and just it was like my dream finish and everything just you know beautiful guitar i've been playing it all week in love with it just you know it's like a little kid all proud showing everyone and everything and i'm just like fuck this is this is so i was like this could go one of like a few ways and Anyone who knows has had gear stolen, which I think at some point has happened to everyone. It's just there's really 
a few probabilities of what can happen if sure. you just wait and hope that the shit shows up. And Nashville has been, I've had stuff go missing in the past, and and the community is pretty good with everyone putting their heads together to look out for stuff. No doubt. Some sometimes it'll show up in pawn shops. I was like, worst case scenario, someone tries to sell this, realizes that you can't really sell hot gear much these days because they're so strict. Especially about, not around here. Yeah, they're so strict with serial numbers and stuff like that. And the worst case scenario is some guy realized that and then didn't want to get caught and threw, all, threw it all in a dumpster. Which is I've heard that happening I to people. To people. Yeah. That, or or it's like career criminals where someone just you know, for whatever reason has been casing me for weeks and you know, the the shit's already halfway to across the country at this right. point you know like and i was like that's you know worst case scenario but anyway all you can do is wait and i was like you know cops are they're not really set up to help in situations like this it can take forever uh, you know from past experience and knowing people that have gone through this before and haven't had stuff stolen from me before it's like it's just you just have to kind of do it yourself it's like you got to figure it out I was like, the only thing I can do now is get on Facebook. And I posted on Facebook Marketplace and the and the Nashville Music Gear Trader page. And I was like, look, this literally happened this morning. My car, someone got into it. I left it unlocked, I think, because I'm an idiot. Speaking and, of idiots, I'm going to make sure that I have done something stupid. Oh, yeah. Do you... No, I'm, I'm not as dumb as I look. <laughs> Great. Dude, so anyway, I just put out this hail, this hail Mary Facebook post, like just hoping that just maybe there's a chance something will happen. We carry on with the session, we get a song done. I'm still, my nerves are just shot. I'm just, you know, it's that awful feeling of like losing something like that and knowing that I'm just, you know, d- yeah, you're essentially it, helpless. You can do yeah, nothing exactly about it. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just like, you know, I'm working, so it's like I got to get through the through the day. There's nothing that can be done. So I get a Facebook message from some lovely lady and she straight up says, "Um I think we have your guitars. I work at um Ponch a uh, uh, Barry's pawn shop on Murfreesboro Road. She was like, I think we have your guitars. And I'm just, fuck, fuck you, what? You went. You got a went, card or went, some sort of ID right, in there? Right. And I'm, I'm like, no, no, she, uh, this is what happened. Um, she messaged me. She saw my Facebook post because she says some guy came into the pawn shop around 10 a.m. with the guitars. The manager knew exactly what they were as far as value and just, you know, got the character of this guy as junkie and was just he and check this out he goes through the whole process of quoting this guy taking the guitars and ringing them up being like okay this is what we can give you for this giving you the price everything um cool uh this is how much we're gonna give you uh just need your id the guy hands him the id he copies it and the guy straight up says all right I know these are stolen, so uh, you're leaving them with me <laughs> unless you want to go to jail right now. Oh, and man. the guy ran out of the shop, and the guy's assistant, this 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 sweet girl, um, she just had an inkling that she was like, I'm just going to check Facebook to see if anyone's posted, if anything's gone missing. <laughs> and literally, and she was like, I just pulled up Facebook, and it just, you're, you know, you talk about the social media stuff where they listen to conversations or you know they're now even talking about how they listen to thought you know targeted ads and stuff come up when you're just thinking about a 
Chex Mix or something, and you don't even talk about it. And it's Elon you, Musk you, and his neural yeah, exactly. net, exactly. For real, man. It's like then she said, "Yes, yeah, this straight up showed up. It was my post." And she messaged me. I was like, guys, I'm going to take 10 minutes. Like, ran down the street, went and got these guitars. And the guy told me, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I knew they were stolen. And, you know, we didn't want to deal with them. So we just kept hold of them. Cases and all. This guy wasn't even smart dude. enough to pull them out of the cases. Like, just came in. And, dude, they gave me the guy. Like, like he was like, oh, this. He's like, if you want to find this dude, <laughs> here's his ID. <laughs> <laughs> they printed, they, dude, they printed it out. It's like, that's some old school, like, justice system right there like oh you dude know. this is not even a driver's license no it's a learner no, this is my favorite part of it dude this but this motherfucker he's 41 years old he's got a learner permit <laughs> dude and uh, it's just great i hope you guys can see that and um reed shippen told me uh, he looks like phil collins and i'm like he does yeah after i've been yeah he looks like like <laughs> phil collins like at his worst yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> God, like, dude, anyway, that's crazy, so funny. Man. Anyway, this this is brilliant, and um, you know, we looked up this guy, and it's just you know, he's just a sad character with arrest records everywhere, mm. pro- drug problems or whatever. I'm still debating whether to just leave it and just chalk it off as a as a lesson learned, and just you know, this guy's probably halfway dead already. So it's like, you know, do I even want to do anything about it? People are like, man, you got to find him and kill him. Like, I'm like, uh, walk do up I guitars, I yeah, got my That's guitars pretty heavy back. weight yeah. on your conscience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, the, the, the universe was very, very kind to me today. And, and, yeah, that doesn't normally happen. I, I, yeah, that's I have never heard of anything. It's no, in like what two hours? You said oh two hours. Yeah, like within two hours, and, and yeah, it's just unheard of. And and I post, that's crazy. I posted dude. about it. I get you know I gave the guys at the pawn shops and I gave them a hundred bucks each and was just like hey thank you like just you know. They like, Samaritan fund. And he was like, he was like, man, give us a shout out on uh, on Yelp or like social media. I was like, I, I will. Like, so <laughs> so I mentioned them, me. and then it's just all day. It's like I probably had four hundred comments from people just being that's like, hilarious, that's man. the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened. You are the luckiest son of a bitch alive. And I'm like, I really am. I'm like the b- biggest idiot for that even happening in the first place. But just, I mean, that's not, someone. Someone who doesn't there, leave their car unlocked. Someone up there again. likes me. You know what I mean? It's like. I mean, that's, re- that's really unfortunate that it would be a time when your car's I'm full of gear. I'm so careful about the car thing, too. You know, so I, lived, I lived in East Nashville for years, just bouncing around different neighborhoods and stuff, and, you know, never know what's going to happen. I'm so careful about it. It's just, it was one of those mornings. I was hungry. I wanted bacon and eggs, and I just pulled up my car and re- went into the place and for some reason didn't. You know, right when this guy was walking past and Man. just got it. I mean, that's, yeah, there's that's some. You hear that, kids? Bacon and eggs leads to theft. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, watch, watch just, what you eat. That's how my day has been so far. It's a, that's crazy. A well, and, but then, a, that, I, did you just like, was it like one of those things where it's your silhouette and there's just a line that washes down your body that it just says relief? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. It wasn't like... Like the, an indigestion yeah. advertisement or something? It wasn't like the opposite of where it just like, where you just see physically the color drain out of someone's face when, you know, just like when something traumatic happens. It's just like, I'm pretty sure that was me when I was sitting there realizing like what had, what had happened, but... So, God, but you. Man, so, how how long were you on the session? 
Had you started tracking anything yet? We had started tracking. How yeah. do you get your mind right for that? I didn't. The, the first song was a disaster. And of course, <laughs> the, of course, the first song is a, is a rock, sludgy rock thing in B, which I totally need my baritone for, which I didn't have because it had been fucking stolen. And I'm just like trying to get my mind right, and just nothing Man. was nothing was sounding good. Or feel, I, you know, I fumbled my. Luckily, Rob was there playing electric with me, so he did most of the heavy lifting. listening to the gear and beer podcast today's episode is sponsored by bobby jams kitchen want to take your home cooking to the next level need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration like follow and subscribe to bobby jams kitchen on youtube and instagram at bobby jams kitchen cook your food and eat it Take a you know little early lunch break. I'll run to this pawn shop. Go grab this. You know, just too easy. Just like I'm just like can't everybody believe. at the session was really understanding about it. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, for for real. And I get back and I'm just like, yeah, I can't believe believe it. And they're and they're like, wait, like when did this happen? I'm like, this morning. Like, and they were like, literally this morning. And I'm like, yes, like t- today, like <laughs> eight o'clock this morning. Like I wasn't exaggerating. Like I like you know, I just had these guitars stolen. Like you know, they're thinking, oh man, like this happened earlier in the week, and you've been dealing with it for like. Well, and I'm like, no. And they were just, and they were like, man, how did you hold it together? Like that first first song. And I'm I'm like, I didn't really think I did, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for. Uh, well, you've you've got quite a hefty set of skills right, to fall back exactly. on. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No shit. Like I, but muscle memory I must, did I not must, fail Yeah, you. and just and just not you know not showing too much emotion. I guess like in the in my face like. <laughs> Hiding it all inside. Hiding it all, just, just <laughs> crushed and and just dying inside. Like, well, this this is happening, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Rest of rest of the day was great, and it just went went down awesome. Did you play ex- especially well after some uh, such a high and a low? Like much that? much better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I bet. Much, That's much more joyful. Put you in a nice. I'm sure, there's a little place, more man. of a spring in my pocket like, yeah that's awesome man a lot more and ma- that's crazy a ma- lot more major voicings and less like so what misery. what were the three guitars that you that didn't get stolen the the telly the 58 telly and yeah the fi- yeah the 56 telly oh, 56 telly excuse me that that would have been the worst one honestly uh yeah. that um and my 1973 35 which is just that's just my you know that's kind of my baby as well. And there was three thirty five. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got a. I've got I've the P ninety one, right? Well, no, I've got the oh, three thirty, yeah, but I've shit. got I've got this uh, oh, sixty five oh, uh, Sheridan. Dude, that's n- nuts. Living. But it's got the minis. I've never seen that before. No, I mean it sounds cool, man. It's it does like a yeah. It's it gets real twangy. Mm. Surprisingly, it's actually really kind of a a bright thin. 
bridge pickup, like surprisingly. So, but I kind of dig that though because it's like you, it probably compensates. You still get the big roundness of the. It's I love the, it's the an amazing body, guitar. Like, it, it's uh, dude, that's awesome. It's not a good on stage guitar because it's pretty sensitive to like temperature change. But sure, sure. So tuning it kind of goes crazy. But like just in the house, I the tuning's fine. Or like you know in a studio or anywhere inside, really. I like the idea just of mini buckers in the hollow body there. That's yeah, that's cool as shit. I like the finish on that as well. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's all checked and like I'm not a gold hardware guy, but that gold hardware sure works yeah. on that guitar. Yeah, that's yeah, my 355's kind of got that, but it's kind of worn. You know what I mean? It's not all shiny gold. It's like and I can't play this guy anywhere live just because it it you know just takes off the fully hollow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is another one of my dad's guitars. Oh yeah, it's beautiful and. It kind of sucks, like being set at the the seventeenth fret and so, or the uh, yeah the seventeenth fret oh, instead yeah. of the fifteenth fret. Yeah. That. yeah, it's kind of your hands on that. It's like it's yeah, super it's, weird, man. Yeah, dude. It yeah, doesn't look I, like it's short, but oh it's yeah, short. You, you can't really get up there. You can't. You, yeah, you don't have you yeah. don't have that A or C pentatonic position or whatever. All my strings are like what I consider very dead and what everybody else said is not that dead. Apparently I have very uncorrosive hands, which is the opposite of when I was a younger man. Everybody always says that's my favorite of or their that's their favorite of my guitars. Dude, that's a monster. Yeah. It's a beautiful guitar for sure. Dude, yeah, that's killer. It's, oh, it's I, I so use it on light. jazz gigs a lot. Yeah, dude. Well, especially because you're not really needing to get super high. Like, I, I, yeah, I, love I that. like yeah, it. I like playing a, up there, even playing up. jazz stuff. But I mean, you just can't do it on that guitar. So it's just like, just like anything else, you use what's available. <laughs> that's my approach, anyway. I tend to th- that guitar and. Uh, and my 71 SG tend to be the ones that engineers and producers like the most. My tellies are fine. It's They're nothing special. It's a, I got a Nash in them. Like an American Standard that I tricked out or whatever. But that guitar and my 71 SG, which is another guitar you need to put your hands on because it's very weird. The neck is it's like a toothpick and it weighs, I think, maybe five pounds it, it weighs nothing oh wow dude yeah that's bad that's bad this is that. a good one there's this you can see kind of the spot right there it was like like bumpy melted finish like i can't mm-hmm. figure out what could have possibly happened to do that but it was like real bumpy and like sticky and i had i had my buddy fix it but i i've still not been able to like it come up with a scenario where it's something i mean other than maybe somebody like putting a flame to it and melting the finish i think i know what that is what is it i back in the day they made guitar stands out of this really shitty material and the rubber that would hold the the neck had like these bad chemicals in and stuff 
where so over like time, yeah, it would react with like the different nitros and stuff. I feel like someone's told me that before. Like, is because before they figured out the science behind it. Now it's like you know, it's all like that makes total sense. Th- to, now they to ab- advertise them as being like, oh, this is like pure, like you know, like plastic. It's not going to like age. It's like it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? If you think of like. Um, I mean, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Chemicals react. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, especially over over time. And it's like back when back when those were newer instruments, they weren't vintage. So it's like they didn't know. There was no sure. testing that you could do over time. To fi- I think that was just sort of something they figured out. Like, yeah, you look at some of those old gnarly old guitar stands from like the sixties and seventies. They all got the sort of green rubbery sort of kind of like that. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it was this stand, dude. I'm and looking that, at it now. I'm like, maybe that makes sense. Maybe it started bubbling, and then someone tried to buff it out, and it's sort of one of those things where you get the stain in your shirt, and you, everything you try makes it worse. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. you say, oh fuck, sandpaper. Like, oh no, no I'm going to try to relacquer it, and it makes it makes feel, it worse. Feel that? Oh yeah, dude, dude. that thing's tiny, bro. Oh look at that, dude. It's cute. That, that's great. my that's probably my favorite guitar to play. It was a that's killer. My another another one of my dad's finds. He's great at finding amazing guitars. Uh, that was a display piece in a vintage clothing store in my hometown, and he noticed it was vintage and was like, uh. How much you guys want for, or for that? Is that guitar for sale or whatever? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, how much do you want for it? And they're like, I don't know. Make me an offer. He's like, I don't know, six hundred bucks. And there you have it, seventy-one SG pickups, dated sixty-nine. Never played it through an amp that didn't like it. It's a lovely garage door sound. These microphones will be picking up right about now. Oh, dude, that's- <laughs> I love, dude. These are awesome. Isn't it cool? Like, it's so ugly. I I hate that. And like, it just feels cheap in that plastic, you know? Yeah. But it also, like, what am I gonna put? What am I gonna put in place of it? Put a metal plate. It's gonna look weird. Maybe I, I should have somebody build me a rosewood one. I love what just what a goofy company Gibson is. Right? When you, when you look at them just through the ages, like through everything with just the like the naming of the Les Pauls and how that became the SG and all the weird legal lawsuit yeah. divorce battle stuff that was involved in all of that and like all the flawed designs, like, and you look at like seventies SGs. There's like ten different types. You know right. what I mean? They, like, they change it every. They two change years. it every two years. It's just like man, like they were just out out there. It's like it's funny. They only made those from seventy one to seventy three. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, can't, I forget what the change was. Surely it was to get rid of that bullshit plastic control <laughs> panel. But, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like literally, it's like a. Let's put a pit guard here. Oh wait, we forgot to put in controls. Yeah, it's okay, like put the like, controls. Yeah, in the it's pit like guard. almost like they forgot to like. They were, oh shit, we didn't do any routing or anything on the back, so we're just like, let's just <laughs> swim, like just carve it out and stick a piece of plastic there. That's, That's great. So, super weird, but I love. I love. I'm like the Tom Morello of uh, guitars that actually work. Yeah, I like to find yeah. weird cheap guitars. Maybe not cheap, but like what I just like to find weird guitars. I, yeah. Maybe it's not even that I like to. Maybe it's just that I tend to find weird guitars. Like, 
I'm sure they exist, but I've yeah. tried to look up Sheraton's from 65 with those mini hamburgers. I can't find one. Yeah, it's... But uh, the guy I got it from is the the guy that runs the Dallas Guitar Show, and he's like a, a vintage dealer, and you know he says that he's only seen a few, so they yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah they, they just, can't have just made one. limited runs and sort of yeah, you'll you'll find those with just like random. I just I love. Well, there's I love certain that ones time. where they just did like five of one finish or something. It's like, what like, even is that? You know, it's like. <laughs> It's a, a, a flower, and then, I guess those are leaves, but it looks like it has, it looks like a, it's got arms. I don't know. It's super Dude, weird. there's like triangle, like fucking inlays? alien artifact looking. <laughs> God, I mean, they're pretty, they're really pretty to look at, but yeah, you're just are. like, you know, that, that was just some. This is a very bizarre eclectic af- design. afterthought that someone had at the factory. It's just like. Matt Gibson's hilarious, man. Like, so man, good. like even like the last like ten, twenty years, like you hear all the stories. Like, do you remember when the factory like made it to like the Forbes list of like top ten worst places to work in America? No, but when, that's not yeah, surprising. when they were like making people like they were, all the builders there were like minimum wage. They were making them work like seventeen hour shifts with like no bathroom breaks, and she, it was like weird. You know what I mean? It's just really bizarre. That is a bizarre company for sure. That that SG that I just got the only reason it was rare and it was a one office because they were going to do a run and then the fbi shut them down for the, oh that's what the, the illegal woods it was right right after the wood it's just like man like it, gibson's weird they're an odd company they like are, especially man. like the, the the their pr the last few years and all the, the that shit that's gone down and the the robot they've been gu- pretty quiet since the, all the wood the robot stuff. guitars and all that stuff it's just God, yeah it's just, that's so weird man they're just like a bizarre like just all these like calamities of like th- things that have happened like oh that's funny but it's like yeah, I love just, it too I like the weird ones like I love the juniors and the specials and yeah. just cause they're light and they're weird and cheaper and just yeah it's not like a fifty thousand dollar gold top Les Paul. It's like, oh, this is actually obtainable. Like, this is something that you could find. Like, and hey. they are, there's there's vibe out there, man. They, yeah. they, somebody was that trying to tell badass. me that the, their builds were very consistent, and I was like, have you ever played a Gibson? No, it's like they're, they're not. They're the least consistent guitar really company un- I've ever. But like yeah. that, that almost makes it cooler because when you find one that's banging it's like it's super banging that's been my experience um i i have an early 90s les paul studio and it plays like a million bucks but i can't find a set of pickups to go in that guitar to make it sound good yeah it just doesn't sound good it sounds like weird with it yeah but i I wish it didn't because it plays like a million bucks it it, it weighs like 312 pounds and uh, it sounds like somebody put pickups in a boat anchor, <laughs> but it plays great. <laughs> I got it when I was eleven. You know, it was yeah, it's yeah. my first guitar. It was not like I was uh, seeking a Les Paul, and that's what I decided with or anything. But uh, yeah, that's great. I would love to have a good Les Paul, though. Something about it, man. I mean. You can approximate the Gibson tone a, a bunch of ways. The 335 sounds Gibsony. The, the SG sounds yeah, Gibsony, yeah. but like to a uh, what's the word to a distinguished set of ears. If that if you know 
somebody's looking for a, a Les Paul sound and they know what a Les Paul sound is, you that's not the same thing anymore. Yeah, right. It's saying I I can't really get that sound because mine sounds like dog poop. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like you got one that just sounds like it's got like the permanent tone roll off, like where you just can't get any highs yeah. out of it. And then some of them are super bitey and just I like that about it. It's just it's that sort of endless pursuit, like that's. Yeah. And the, the in in my particular one, the the neck pickup. No matter how I played with like output it was like i I think as it sits right now it's a 6.0 in the neck and a 6.8 in the bridge sure and the neck's like 500 times louder yeah i I can't i can't make make it stop it's maybe it's just a super resonant spot or yeah yeah. i I really i can't make sense out of it but it's just like the dumbest guitar ever but it plays great yeah (laughs) totally worthless unless you want to just play it in your living room yeah no for sure it's like (laughs) Yeah, that's that's why it sucks to like lose those things, man. Cause it's like that. Yeah, it's just it's sort of one of those things where you you start getting into the the SGs and hollow bodies and stuff, and you're just like, man, I'm, there's not another one that sounds like the same way or like feels that same way. Like there's there's so many factors that 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 come into it. It's like it's all about the resonance. I think someone was like telling me about that the other day about the whole how it's really difficult. You, like it's really kind of impossible to replicate the vintage guitar feel. Like um even if you you know go component for component replicate everything even with original materials and stuff, even with strats and tellies and stuff there's just something where it's just you pick you pick up a vintage guitar and it like feels that way it's like something about the way the wood ages over time or i think something. it has everything to do with the vibration right. that the wood sustains for, oh for sure and it and hardens it you know it's sort of like every yeah it's like everything else in in the universe you know it's all about the the vibrations that you don't see or hear or anything it's but it's just it's there it's an energy that's, and, that's very deep sir and i, and I well, fuck. no i mean i'm, I'm yeah. serious I, no, that, I, it's i mean it's just a, very deep it's just a, th- a theory but it's sort of makes sense because it's just like oh it's always used to be that sort of ah, and it's like what well, the, the vintage guitar aficionados it's like how deep does that rabbit hole go and is it really valid it's like you sure know, no can, totally can you tell the difference like between a 50s telly and a mexican telly on like a recording if you you know if you put the same pickups in it or something it's like yeah it's going to sound like the same guitar but it's like when it's in your hands it's a different thing i think when you're sort of when you're on that deeper level of of these guys like us who you know I, you know we're playing full time it's sure. like it's not a hobby thing it's just like well yeah exactly it's exactly it's, the point i was gonna it's, make it's, you're a collector yeah, or are you a player yeah because I, those aren't the same thing and i think when you're a player it's like you become even more like discerning when it comes to to stuff like that and that and that's what sends you down the 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 rabbit hole of of changing stuff out and then just you know and then being burdened with some instruments that like i was like i was talking to rob today about um some like everyone's or everyone's gotten a custom guitar at some point that they just you know they really wanted to bond with and it just didn't quite work out and you know you're sending it back 
you're sending it back to the guys all the time, or you know, you're just like, man, can you try a different neck on this or something, and you try three different necks on the same guitar, and it just still feels like a plywood plank, and you're just like, this thing just feels like, like, you know, like a bad squire or something, and and then you it's just try to explain it, hard. and then you like play like a squire, and the, and the one of the, some one of them feels really good, and you're like, holy shit, this is awesome! Like there's just there's something in there, you know what I mean? It's that's like a, that's my favorite part. It's like you never know which one's going to speak to you, right? Right. It, maybe it's maybe it's the fifty three gold top or whatever, or maybe it's a uh, a Jack Pearson uh, bullets yeah. strat. <laughs> oh yeah, for real, like just. He once told me one of the is the funniest thing I've ever heard him say, which is Oh Jack, yeah. Yeah, he goes, Man, one day I hope to have me a thousand dollars worth of these. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> They're like a hundred and forty dollars yeah, or yeah. whatever. I mean I love that he just does it on purpose just to yeah. it's just to annoy the 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 geeks basically. Like it's just I, is, I, I don't think it's, it's genius it's great like he told me that he really likes those guitars makes sense i mean they're they're good it it's a thing man and <laughs> if you can play like that and you yeah, have that much to say it matters less yeah he, he has what i would call old guy tone yeah definitely that's but it i mean it just worked because again when you got something to say as profound as what he seems to always have to say musically it almost doesn't matter for me it's like tone directly impacts how well i'm able to play if it sounds like i want it to sound i am way more likely to play clean and like truly expressive and if i'm battling something not sounding like it, it's just like then i'm you're, then clinking you're, and clanking you, you sound know? like you're fighting it yeah exactly. it's like I, I feel like th- and maybe that's just my justification to the uh pursuit of finding new things to help get closer to whatever it is that I'm hearing, whether I'm actually hearing it or not. <laughs> I wonder how many guys there are who have like really. I'm sure there's there's cats who've who've done like a you know an, an experiment where it's just doing something like that where they're just like you know I'm gonna get rid of all of my nice gear and like just sit down with you know like go back to playing like a nylon string for like a whole year or something just to like rediscover like i feel like you read about people doing like doing that stuff like yeah like didn't Derek trucks take a bunch of time off and he like went to india and stuff yeah he studied with robbie shankar right yeah and just like wasn't playing like it was studying the music not guitar you know what i mean it was like totally I was like, that'd be cool. But and you that, can hear that in his playing. Wouldn't that be and awesome if we, love if guys like us could do that? I mean, it's like I say, if we could, it's just like, you know, there's no reason not to, you know what I mean? But it's just, it seems so outside of the realm. It's like, because you're just like, oh, I'd love to do that, but I got to go fucking play downtown tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> go, go do a demo session. Just, oh, not this week. Like, I'm just going to. Man, I, I actually saw Derek play on Friday. Uh, uh, Dan, like I was telling you, I was playing with, we opened for Ashley McBride at this spot in Huntsville. Yep. And literally a hundred yards outside the back door of this place was the Tedeschi Trucks parking lot concert. So we finished, we watched Ashley, oh, and then we went and got to 
catch most of the last or the second set of, t- of Tedeschi oh, truck. Man. And yeah, they're pared cool. down. It was just Falcon on drums, uh, a dude I didn't know playing bass, uh, Susan, Derek, uh, the gentleman that plays – I forget which horn and sings, and he's playing acoustic guitar. He's the guy that wrote Midnight in Harlem. Mm-hmm. You know what guy I'm talking about? Uh, the, yeah. the guy with the afro. He's a backup singer most of the time. He plays tambo. Yeah, I yeah. think he plays a horn. Um, he wrote he wrote a bunch of the a bunch of the songs. He's a fucking amazing musician. That must have been damn. You just lucked into the and they got uh, it's like Gabe God, Dixon on keys fuck. now since Kofi passed. Yeah, yeah. And he's a Nashville guy, and I didn't realize that. Um, Dude, that's awesome. It was great. It was like I've never seen the show. Up my I've, cup, if I've you watched will. all the DVDs and the of Red Rocks and all that stuff, and just loved it. But I've never been to a Tedeschi Trucks band show. It's I like, saw him in 2013. I'm probably really missing out. Do you know? Uh, you know, guitar player Eric Krasno. I don't think so. He was in a band called Lettuce for a long time. Oh yeah, with Adam Deitch and yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Those guys, um, are, those so guys are I forget awesome. the the name of the other dude, but Eric was one of those dudes, and he was playing bass for Tedeschi Trucks when I saw them the first time, and he was murdering, dude. I, he was yeah, playing yeah. a P bass with a pick through an SVT with a fridge, which is pretty hard to screw up, but. Uh, but I mean, he was also he was very funky, and he played he played the bass. He didn't play; he wasn't a guitar player with a bass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, surely Tedeschi Trucks would not hire that <laughs> to go on tour with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, that was a that was a pleasant surprise. Dan came back. He's like, "Hey, Tedeschi Trucks is playing outside. Y'all want to go see them?" And uh, we were like, "Uh, yeah." Yeah, let's go and see Tedeschi Trucks, man. <laughs> I mean, we literally—it was a hundred. It was a hundred yards. We walked That's out the back door of the of the venue, hundred yards, and we're watching Tedeschi Trucks. Damn. Man. We pulled up and we we're like, "Oh man, are we gonna have to play outside?" Well, no, that wasn't us. We played inside, and then Tedeschi Trucks band played us. I didn't know what to expect. It was pretty crazy. I've never been to Huntsville before. It's not even two hours away. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's it's yeah, it's it's there. It is there. Yeah. Dude. I wouldn't be able to name any of the venues or anything there. It's just I know that's one where The place we played was a, a really new place in a larger complex. It was called Mars Music Hall. It was like uh, oh, sh- okay, I know I know that place. I've, it's like a two-story I've, room. I've, I've it's real there, wide, yeah. but not very deep. Yeah, it was a really cool room. It sounded pretty good in there. The high ceilings, I think, had a lot to do with that. The next, the next night, we played in the opposite, which was like more of a shotgun, old-school club-style gig. Yeah, I mean, it was like a bit a bigger, bigger club, probably at least a thousand capacity. Dude, the funny thing—it's so funny you say that because it's like the whole—that's the whole thing with it, with Alabama. It's like so funny. It's like all my memories of playing there on like you know just fucking country artist gig van trailer going playing a honky tonk or something. It's like every memory of Al- of being in Alabama playing the show. It's like playing some shit fucking like country festival or saloon or something and every time I'm there there's always something way cooler happening right down the street <laughs> like you're play- there playing with fucking Chad Michelson or whatever his name is like fucking and then like right down the street they're just like oh yeah didn't you hear like it's like it's like the fucking 
you know, there's some huge... The Rolling Stones yeah, reunion. Exactly, the Rolling Stones era. It's like, oh, it's the Black Crows reunion or like some shit. Like, and it's like, half, it's like oh, that's why there's no one... Yeah, exactly. Uh, one time... Because it's like Alabama, you know, Alabama's so rich for... They always have cool shows and stuff, you know what it, I mean? It, it's that's like, true, it's, dude. It's, there's always stuff going always on Always stuff going on. There, it's just... There's yeah. like... And in the middle of nowhere, I, I was playing at... Uh, a place i think it was called like four sons and it was about the size of this room and we were playing an acoustic show and it was the second gig of the day and we were, we were like really grinding and then gary allen and all his band walked in they had just played down the street yeah yeah and like we're literally in there's not even in a town it's like if you were to look for an address it would be a county it wouldn't be a city yeah, you know yeah. in in between some pine trees was this shithole bar and god bless gary allen and his whole yep. band walks out <laughs> yeah, yeah. alabama you're dude, doing that's, something that's... something very weird alabama dude it's awesome you ever you ever been down to muscle shoals i actually have not you would I... dig the shit out of it man it's so that's what cool. everyone says it's, it's badass man but buddy of mine craig alvin just just moved down there because he's a mix engineer and he was saying that a lot of the guys who were doing mixing and stuff, it's like because so much of it happens remotely now because it's file sharing. They're all getting sick of Nashville with the prices and just yeah. the, the traffic and everything. And they started going down there. And there's kind of been a resurgence because obviously there's Fame Studios down there and Muscle Shoals sure. Sound. And it's like, it's crazy. The first couple of times I went down there just to go hang out because... Greg was like, man, you got, he's like, you just, you got to see it down here. It's awesome. It's like a mini Nashville. It's like, there's like this isolated, condensed scene where there's still like, you know, there's like five or six studios down there where there's still, you know, you can walk in any day and they're making records. Like, it's nothing like insane, but it's like, uh, some of the old Swampers guys are still there, like David Hood. But it is kind of insane because it's in no, it's nowhere. Yeah, you know it's, what I'm yeah, it's like not even close to like a major highway or anything. You got to right. you got to find your way there, and it's like there's just it's something in the water or the air or something. There's just this whole vibe down there, and it's just it's super cool. It's like it, it it's now you now you it's like you go there, you sort of understand. Like you're like okay, now I get why like you know isbel and and all these guys love going down there to record and like you know why you know even like why like the rolling stones went there like back in the day and just, aretha and everybody ev- yeah it's like everything and it's like it's still but it's I guess still aretha only did the one song and then her husband and yeah got in a fight that's and then yep. she took the swampers to new york if i'm not mistaken that's but right they, it was still the swampers on the whole record they just only did uh mm-hmm. uh i ain't never Loved a man the way I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, title yep, track, I believe. That's right. Great song. Great, great, right? Like one of my favorite records of all time. That yeah. uh, like if if I if somebody were to say point me to some classic Aretha, I would point them in the and I know that's yeah. like the anomaly actually, but that to me is if I think of Aretha, I don't think respect and chain of fools. I think of that record because that's like young raw, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just are so you were saying you were just going down there to hang out. Have you since been tracking down there? Yeah, I've been been doing a bunch of stuff down there. A place called East Avalon, um, killer little place. It's kind of, man, it's just it's great. Just you know, because same group of cats each time. Same group of cats each time. Just like got got some friends down there, and it's it's sort of and anytime 
a project or something comes up that's like not it's kind of any excuse to not do the Nashville thing um the variety, a little spice. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little spice, and it's like a little different. It's sort of somewhere where you can go, and it's like it's not, you know. And you get to go there. That's cool. It's yeah, always cool it's, changing yeah, the, your the, scene like yeah, that. Oh, the drive's beautiful, and it's just yeah. There's 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 a lot to lot to look at, and it's just it's. I find inspiration that way for sure. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's funny, like yeah, you go down there and you see the 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 um the old uh, Muscle Shoals sound. I guess it was where the the Stones came and tracked. Uh, fuck, what was the record? Was it Exile? Yeah, I can't remember, it's, man. Fuck, where they went up. But anyway, you can just go down the street and you'd be like, okay, that 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 building was like that was like the the brothel where the like they'd go get all of, all the girls and the drugs and stuff. Like it was kind of like a safe haven for 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 big rock bands that were like burned out doing like, like an unregulated community yeah kind exactly of a like yeah they were like burned out from, <coughs> from doing the new york la london thing and you know just doing major city tours all the time it's like yeah I'm huge like, bands too just trying to get away from yeah, people yeah totally like and that's that's what it felt like to me that was like it's like a getaway it's like oh man it's like a vacation it's sort of like i can't go, think off the top of my head but go like, down there and it's there like, was a, I a came bunch of huge bands there in the ref- 70s ref- right? Uh, yeah oh yeah like, again like all that. across the spectrum I, i've seen yep. m- multiple documentaries i'm totally blanking on literally anyone else that's recorded there at this moment so uh so that's so i got that going for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real i'm doing great but yeah it's a long long list it's it's yeah it's great well that's dope dude um i had another question that i wanted to ask you and uh, i can't think of that either so I'd say all in oh, all, tonight's yeah. been a great success. Oh, dude, an amazing food, man! Like that, those ta- <laughs> those tacos are just legendary. I really, I've got this thing. Really appreciate that. Running at a at a at a heavy limp right now. Um, we're being without the engineer and totally <laughs> losing losing myself in the day. I did a bunch today, to be totally honest. I I did a bunch of uh, uh, the the lady and I have both basically been just like gone for several days i was gone yeah, this yeah. weekend and she's been working like crazy we've had uh the engineer that you met that had to leave yeah. and he oh, and his old lady dude, man. He, yeah, he's yeah he got a rough he, way. Got, he got something sideways with him um but he and his old lady have been uh, his old lady his girlfriend have that's, that's such a like biker term and i'm in no way a biker <laughs> old yeah, yeah. Old, oh his old lady yeah, yeah. um they've been taking like helping us with the dog and like coming over and letting them out because like otherwise he would just be locked up and we I, I can't i can't do that yeah I'll, yeah definitely. i'll sooner not go to work than lock a dog up all day but it's just Dude, I'm, crazy, that, I'm that man. way too like the dog takes priority like that's why i like living close to to like i was, I was saying earlier it's like i'm kind of I'm totally one of those people who I'm overpaying to rent, like being in Nashville for what it is. But it's like probably the biggest perk of like living in the middle of the city is being able to come home on lunch breaks to to let my dog out. And just to hang out with my dog when I'm sick of all these fucking idiots in the studio and I just want to get away from it. Like I'm just like, 
I'm totally that guy. I was like, man, like we're all going to like fucking Taco Mama Cena for lunch. Like you coming with? I'm like, no. Like I just spent like eight hours with you guys. Like I'm I'm going. I'm gonna just go sit on the couch with my dog in silence for 45 minutes. Like and that's what I want. That's what I need right now. The it's decompression like, is important. Man. And having the dogs a great excuse to say no to like you know someone's like, wow, what fucking we're gonna go. <laughs> you want to you want to yeah. go do like can you do this gig with us in Topeka Kansas next weekend and I'm like <laughs> sorry man I'd love to but like man nobody I just, to take no, care no, of my no dog one, no one to take care of my dog I'm just like yeah that's like there's it's so many great. comedian bits about the same thing but kids but like and I, I've heard it with oh, dogs yeah. too but I mean it really is true because what's somebody gonna be like oh man fuck your dog <laughs> <laughs> nobody's at least I don't. Ne- I've yeah, never yeah. been in a situation where that's been somebody's reaction. Yeah, yeah. Because I, uh, you know, I would have to say that right back to that any person that felt that way, which is silly. But, no, it's great. Uh, I I digress. Um, man, I wish I could remember. I had one more thing that I wanted to ask you about for sure. I thought about it when I went downstairs just now. I was like, oh, I bet I got to remember to ask him. Blah, and then nope. Um. Oh yes, I and I just remembered. Uh, nice. So it had been a minute since I had seen you. Uh, yeah, probably close to two years. Yep. Um, it was a Mark Letary show. I think is the last time I physically saw you. Yeah, that's right. You. I remember. Yep. Well, I mean, we that was show was awesome. We've yep. Texted and messaged or whatever, but um, your 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 main uh, amp rack that that you post pictures of fairly frequently has changed a lot since then do you still oh, have yeah. that 61 uh brown face baseman nope i traded that that's yeah don't have that anymore um because the, the first time i met you you were like you're like i finally found it this is my perfect amp that's what you <laughs> that's what you were talking about because yeah. uh Scallon had the has a, the same the one same and one. you were playing his on the i was Janik playing his game. and his sounded way better than mine <laughs> which is why i ended up getting rid of mine it's like that's it's so ridiculous how that happens it's like like i just got a badass matchless and i'm like that's why i don't ever want to hear yours because i know it's gonna be like okay now that yeah, you got a clubman right yeah is yeah. it a samson it's no it's an odd bitch it doesn't like, even matter because you know what yeah I've AB'd so many Samsons to this, and uh, I say so many. I've done it twice. They sound the same. Yeah, they, they sound the same, the, bro. The it's same, the same like, components. It's the same design. The same care goes into building each one of them. Phil uh, doesn't owe me anything, and I've never even met him. Phil Jameson. Sure, sure. And he's been so great to me, man. Like, he's been great to That's me. That's awesome. And I... I'm happy because I just I'm I'm just thrilled about every matchless I've ever played, mm-hmm. with the exception of one that Book had in his shop for a minute, and it was called something that I'd never heard of before and that I will never be able to remember. Um, it was a a one eight combo and it was a matchless. Oh, bizarre! And he goes, he goes, yeah. Oh, I got this matchless, but you don't want to play. It sounds like shit. <laughs> Like, that sounds yeah sounds about right i was like okay I was, I was like well you know thanks for bringing that up um but with the exception of that matchless that bukovac says sounds like shit and if anybody's gonna know if something sounds like shit i yeah, yeah. you know oh, if, yeah, if sure. i have one lifeline he's a strong contender so oh for sure um but 
it's they're just so consistent. I mean, Samson era, post Samson, it doesn't matter. The only you know what the yeah. big, you know what the biggest difference is the handle. Yeah, that's that's basically <laughs> the new handles are better and worse. The old handles scared me because they that fiberglass cracked around the metal, <laughs> yeah. and I was just never because I had a, a Samson era chieftain for several years. It always feels like it's like it's going to crack while I'm holding it. And it's yeah, gonna tear my hand apart. Like, but these things me. tear all the time. It's yeah, the, the fourth one I've had on this. Yeah, I think mine's got some form of t- t- zip ties or something around it. It's like. It's hard. yeah. That's why I don't deal with. It. I leave it. I leave it for for Larry to sure. do in the in the cartridge rig. Well, so I mean, the damn thing weighs thing sixty or sixty five pounds. Something absurd for a head. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they are killer though. I'm, as I've said before thing. on this here podcast, gear and beer podcast. Um, I've seen one fall out of the back of a dude's Escalade into the alley, and plug right in without even like reseating the tubes and play three hours with no problem dude that it was actually guthrie traps old uh c30 and there was some sort of tolex on it that felt like bed liner it was almost gross feeling yeah like yeah. like the like a bar mat or something yeah. i mean it was it, it was a it was a gross feeling texture whatever it was yeah it was um, like hairy or like yeah it was That's gross funny. it was gross man I'm, but I'm a big okay. So I'm sorry. I totally digress. Uh, what is in the new in the current rack? Oh shit! Um, yeah. So what hasn't changed much? It started off. Um, I put I got the the 20 watt version of the JMP. It's yeah. like that little hand wired Marshall one that I traded my original. I had an HC30 matches that I'd gotten. In a trade, is it JMP? Yeah, it's it's like they're yeah, it's like the twenty watt hand wired JMP. It's got the two channels with the four knobs. It's like huh. it's really awesome. They were kind of big around like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Everyone was raving about them, but they were like twenty five hundred bucks new, and I don't think they did very well because they were kind of overpriced. Sure, but I found one cheap and I traded some stuff for it. Picked it up. That thing's badass. I used it today. I, I don't think. I'd it, love to hear that. I didn't even know that existed. It doesn't. This is a JMP. Yeah, yeah. It's twenty watts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the little, it's it's cool. It's like you know, I, I don't know how much air it pushes compared to the, the full size ones, but it does the sound. You know, it's like even sure, yeah, the yeah. Marshall thing does that. I actually, got this from Bugavac. Oh yeah, it is. And it sounded amazing when I played it at the shop. I was like, yeah, I want this. And then I got home, and it sounded like shit. What I ended up doing, thanks to my buddy Boo Massey, hi Boo, um, I put a a twelve AT NV one, and it oh, like nice. it totally opened it up, man. It's got plenty of headroom now, and it's a it's like a it's a country amp or it's like a it's oh, a cool. pedal platform. It's pretty loud. Yeah, it's still very martially, and like when I track with it, I I. It's probably dime. Yeah, I I, I, jump yeah, I noticed and, that earlier. Like, yeah, you've nice. It's it's Nigel like Toughman to like. Yeah, you know. yeah, totally. It's you know, I bass cool. is almost totally off. Six on the mids and the trebles basically dimed. Oh, Pre- that's awesome. Presence in the, it's a. I, I I love that sound. That's if I'm tracking. That's my yeah. overdrive. If medium to to any to beyond overdrive. That's that's what I use. It just reacts so well, but like, I don't 
I don't play a lot of gigs where I need that sound, much less that volume. Sure, sure. Do, do you ever mess with the Ox? Have you messed with the Ox? Yeah, they, yeah, those are cool. I used one for a little while. I'm, I've been using the, the Two Notes Torpedo. Really? Which is like a cheaper version. I think it's been around for longer. Yeah, it has. They weren't that known because they were a French company and they didn't have a lot of distribution here. But um, They tried a real hard push about six or seven years ago. Yeah. And I think... They never really went anywhere. Right. Um and they I got, got good stuff from everyone that I've talked to who likes the stuff. Yeah, I love it. I, it's, it does the thing. I use that at home just for for consistency and for not having to, to deal with micing yeah. up a cab. But I haven't... Well, and just general volume. I, I, yeah, and, and it just... Man, it's, I've, I love the, the Kemper's amazing piece of gear. I can't allow myself to own one because I think I... I I'm such a gearhead, and not in like the collector way, but I just love the the feel of amps. I love plugging something. In. I like the, that having is a, a stance of this podcast. I, I love I love having to lift it up and find the cable and plug it in and get the sound and deal with it. So oh, that sounds like ass because you blew a tube or something. I I think that's part of the process. Like I love, you know, I've, I've gone through so many basements and and you know different fenders and stuff that i've gotten and traded out because it's like there's that whole thing where there's a a, you get like six months out of an amp where it just is right before the everything starts to break on it yeah where it starts sounding amazing it's like when the tubes are cooking and you're frying power tubes all the time and it just sounds amazing it's like you get and then and then that broken in that broken in thing and you only get it for it's like jeans or boots or something you know what i mean it's like it's that and and or even like a a good set of strings like brand new strings suck to play right right it's 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 got to be that perfect thing and 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 the sweet spot and especially the stuff that i'm doing at home is not inspiring a lot a lot of the time like i mean musically it's like you know i'm not playing on anything are you using the can- oh, you, said you refuse to I, own a i can't do it because it's it's a it takes a lot for me to get motivated to record at home without the encouragement of an engineer or you know it's sometimes you know i might get someone sends a voice memo of some notes or something of what they want something to sound like yeah um or that you know they very rarely might want to text or listen into the session while i'm doing it but most of the time it's just like here's the track do your thing with it and i i i would be so terrified of how much it would change my approach to be able to have that digital thing where it's just consistent all the time and it's just where it just feels oh i can pull up like a bogner or, or a mesa or something it's like i feel that would be a little i mean they're they're so awesome and if i you know Do you feel I'm, like it would hamper your creativity it, or? i think it, i think it really would it's like i it, you know if i was I a, see that if i was a, if i was a re- serious record producer someone you know doing doing awesome shit every day it would be you know it'd be a great tool to have and that's what I, you know some guys have you know made records with those things and it's just you know it's you know you get a, they do sound very good yeah, but it's a, totally yeah. a feel thing for it's, me it's yeah I'm, I'm i'm the same way it's, it's it doesn't feel the same way doesn't it doesn't feel the same way it's you know sounds great and all that but it's just, i don't know what I, that what is that from like a i like the struggle of of I like the nuances of of changing, getting a different tone from a pedal, or like, I like I love guitars. It's like, and it's like the same thing. It's like that, you know. That's why I, 
that's why I have 30, 40 guitars. It's not quite so much about the collection thing. It's like... Each one it's, has a vibe. It, it has a vibe, and it's just inspiring. It's like, you know, it's like I was saying with, like, the cartridge rig and stuff. I'll bring a bunch of stuff to the studio, but I'll use the same thing for uh, an entire session. Sure. It's more for that whole thing. Just of in like, case. Just sometimes you just get to a, a certain studio. Their voltage is weird, or you've or you got a tracking engineer who mixes ear, ears, you, you know, mixes the Q-mix a certain way, or, like they're using certain mics or something and sometimes it's just like not vibing like where you're just like oh you know like this basement that i was tracking with all day yesterday was amazing and now it sounds thin and like shitty and a lot of the time it's like it doesn't it's just like an ear thing it's like because your your ears are conditioned especially like you know when i got headphones on for 12 hours a day just listening to loud stuff being tracked it's like you get that fatigue and, and i'll switch something up or i'll track down a new piece of gear for like an inspiration and i've I've got stuff that i've acquired where I, I bought it used it for two weeks really liked it and then switched to something else and i haven't like touched it since it's like yeah. and it's and that's just purely you know it's it's not something where it's like oh i'm gonna sell it because it's just like no this is still like in part of my collection and one day this like little this one one pedal i got or this one amp i got is like gonna be something that i need again and you're gonna That's, be like, what was that one thing? Oh yeah, and then you'll have, if you sold it, you're gonna be like, son of a yes, bitch. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is why just, I never sell it, anything. Yeah, maybe two, yeah. maybe to yeah. my detriment. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I sold one bass, and I tried to find the guy and buy it back, and I, I just I can't find him. Yeah. And it was like a six hundred dollar bass. It was nothing. But I was just like, you know, it'd be great right now that bass with yes. this little buttery oh, thing that real? it did, yeah. and then they're like. Nope, don't have any more. You sold it, you stupid ass. Idiot. Totally, and and keeping hold of shit's cool, especially if it's like something that's good quality or vintage or or whatever amp guitar or pedal or something. It's like it's the, tools. You don't ch- you don't see painters uh, no. swapping paintbrushes all the time. They're getting more to do v- yeah. a v- more varieties of of strokes or what you know that's exactly. maybe a weird and, analogy but and the, ch- and the chances are it's gonna go up in value or if you keep hold of it for long enough it's gonna be v- valuable to somebody else like i can't um, tell well, you the maybe amount somebody of, in your place for sure right right but, but it's like it's the amount of times where i've kept hold of something that might have been worth 400 bucks kept hold of it instead of selling it for three or four hundred i kept hold of it and then later down the line i traded it with someone for something that was worth like six or seven hundred right because someone was just like oh that's exactly what i want right now i'll trade you this that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with those yeah for sure it's masters of the trade masters of the trade and yeah we were talking about the the guys that have really dialed it in and been doing it for years and you know you can make that's a skill you can make a a living with it but it's that's sort of part of the fun too i always you know say like yeah kids don't sell stuff there's always a way you know what i mean it's like if you think that you might want it or you might like it or even if you're just not if, if you hate it you hate it get rid of it that's one thing but if you're on the fence or if you're just trying to like get yes. another thing some i mean yeah. de- maybe depending on the thing it's worth it but um be sure yeah be, sh- yeah, be sure. real sure because you will lose sleep if you if you regrettably it, yeah sell it, something you know it'll be I mean? it'll, it'll like be it'll, a nightmare it'll, later it'll, it'll haunt you <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, dude, let me let you get out of here, man. Dude, thank you I, so much dude, for I having me. Dude, I appreciate you, I, bro. Yeah, um, this, yeah, this is super cool. I'll uh, spread the word. And uh, Saul is the man. Uh, there'll be a bio, and I'll attach the dictionary full of all his credits so that you can go check out his work. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, so I'm trying to, like, if there's anything that you want me to, like, link in the youtube or whatever like i'm doing all that stuff too so anything that saul wants you to check out will be available for you to check out in the youtube links as well as his instagram handle where you can see uh gratuitous gear porn and general lifestyle yeah lots of dibs and uh i mean you're real good about posting the stuff that you played on that's coming out and like that's cool man I, yeah for people I, who are into just like checking it out and yeah, like following I, your work that's, that's i try to cool. it's sort of that sort of you know give props to who you're working with too and yeah and it's you know it's, a, it's a, some, sometimes you're more notable than they are you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> well no it's offense just, to know, anyone who just, you're playing I'm, for. I'm just so not an artistic kind of person so it's like that's my leg well, that's my shut leg- that down you are very that's artistic, my, but my legacy is just yeah it's just everything I've, you know I've what your played, played your, on like your legacy is your how artistic you are and all the expressions of your art that people keep calling you for every single oh, day bro so <laughs> don't 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 uh oh, appreciate don't that, be man. don't be humble that's uh something to be proud of for sure because Dude, i i love it it's awesome uh to think about you know and i i can't i don't have a number on the top of my head but there's been you know, no less than ten of your parts that I've had to learn for other gigs, and that's cool. <laughs> that's I think great. that's cool, man. Um, so anyway, Saul Philcox Dude. Littlefield, my man. Appreciate Dude, you, bud. Thank you, bud. Dude, thanks for having me, man. That's Gear and Beer Podcast. Follow us, subscribe, all of the stuff. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels. And if you haven't already, follow our Instagram and YouTube channels. We truly appreciate your support and ask that you please tell anyone you know whom you think might be interested in our podcast about Gear and Beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond. Thanks again. And until the next episode.